0: welcome to another mind body story the podcast that explores the connection between your mind and body and inspires you to embrace your authentic self whether you're seeking healing personal growth or a new perspective you're in the right place I'm your host Anna Stefan also known as the aligned body coach and I'm so excited to be your guide here join me as we connect with educators mentors and everyday people who have discovered the healing power of movement meditation or self-awareness get ready to feel connected and in inspired. inspired. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is season two of the podcast. We're going to start the season with a solo episode as I want to chat with you about rest. When did rest become a luxury and what it means to rest without guilt and a few tips to hopefully help you in your journey. Rest is important for your mind and your body and we have to acknowledge the significance of rest and embrace the fact that it should not be a luxury. It should not be labeled as such. Ideally, we shouldn't be talking about it so much. It should come natural, but it's not. So um, let's dig into it. I'll start with a personal memory that is so dear to me, so beautiful and Every time I think about peace, every time I think about quiet and stillness and rest, this image comes to mind. So I remember sitting or lying down in a really vast open field, green field, just looking at our cows, just grazing peacefully for what it felt like hours or sometimes I felt like I was there for a whole day. And I'd look up at the sky creating shapes from the clouds and Everything seemed the time seemed really, really slow back then. And then when I was bored, I'd go find something to play with. But I was so comfortable lying there doing nothing that it's one of the most peaceful memories in my mind. Now, I grew up, I was born and grew up in Bucharest, which is a busy capital city. But during my summer breaks and most of our holidays, We spent them with my grandparents in a quiet northern village in Romania. That place felt like frozen in time. There were hardly any cars and we played freely in the streets. We rode horses and us kids were trusted with bringing the cows home from their pastures. And I absolutely loved doing that. My grandparents had a lot of responsibility and um, their main income was from farming from well for themselves as well. But they had a small shop in the garden as well where they, they would um, sell a few things. So they were quite busy and were really hard workers. They worked very hard, but they had this idea of rest, especially my grandfather. And I remember him sitting in a chair under this huge tea tree that they had in the garden um, and just just sitting there watching us play or staring into what seemed like nothing. There were no smartphones, no rush, no worries and certainly no labels like meditation. Um, or intentional rest attached to any of those moments. It was just life and it seemed pretty easy, although I'm sure that it wasn't for them. And I know at times it wasn't. The way they would sit doing nothing is something that I crave nowadays and I, I cannot do. Um, and when I do it, I feel incredibly guilty. So why does that happen? Why did we reach this point? Why does it seem like such a luxury to pause and reflect, to pause? Uh, Why do we feel that time is constantly too little, that time is running away from us and we can't do everything and we want to do everything? One of my theories is that the reason may be the constant stream of content that we consume daily. This digital age that has us inundated with a never ending flow of information, of entertainment, and must do's and obligations is these phones that keep us hooked to a virtual world that never sleeps. And the lines between work, your personal life, your personal time really blur. We scroll through social media, we read our emails at any hour of the day and we binge watch TV shows into the night. And I have done this and I still do this in moments where I feel that I need that personal comfort. But do we convince ourselves that we're staying productive and connected or are we merely keeping busy for the sake of being busy? Busyness has become a badge of honour at the moment. When someone asks how you're doing, you often reply with, oh, fine, very busy, a little bit too busy. Oh, busy, but I. this is personally, this is my line, very busy, but I'm enjoying it. Um, very busy, but I love my job. And even if you love your job, I wonder if this busyness feels like purpose, if this feeling busy keeps us thinking that we have a purpose because there's nothing worse in life than not having a purpose. So do we enjoy that feeling of being in demand, of having our schedules full, of looking at our calendars and and seeing a lot of important meetings and things to do? And does that mean that we are important, does that mean that we have a purpose? If that's the case, then do we associate busy with purpose? And if we do, does that mean that we associate rest with laziness or being unproductive? Have a think about it. If being super busy means that you're important and you have a purpose, do we associate doing nothing with being lazy and unproductive. So taking a break then can induce a lot of guilt or the nagging sensation that we should be doing something more productive. The idea of sitting in a field or in a rocking chair and watching clouds or simply being without a task, without your phone, without your purpose can feel quite uncomfortable. So I want you to do this exercise with me right now, if possible, if you're not driving, to close your eyes and imagine yourself without your phone, without any of your devices, without anybody. And you are just lying down in a field of grass. It's mild weather, sunny with a lovely breeze in the air. The skies are blue and you are doing absolutely nothing. How do you feel? How does that make you feel? Do you get that sense of discomfort? Probably in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I would love that. That sounds idyllic. That sounds beautiful. That sounds like something I could never do. That sounds impossible for me. And here come the negative thoughts. I could never do that because I have responsibilities or I have kids or I have a job that requires me to constantly be on or I have a business to manage, to run. So these excuses are coming in as perhaps your mind's instinct to protect you from that discomfort that that would mean if you are disconnected, if you are doing nothing, You are experiencing a threat. You are in danger. You need to stay away from that as much as possible. So this is something we can reflect on. Why do we feel uncomfortable? Why do we make excuses and say that that is something that we can never do when it's actually so close? So we are at this crossroads of sorts where the act of resting transformed from a natural unforced state into something that we have to schedule, something that we have to force on ourselves. When did that happen? How did that happen? It's an incredible shift in our relationship with rest. The fact that I'm even doing this podcast and I'm talking about it. When before there was no need for it, we just simply did nothing. How do we return to that then? How do we return to that? art of doing nothing without guilt and with ease. One of the ways I've already mentioned is to acknowledge how important it is, to acknowledge the significance and embrace the fact that it's not a luxury. No matter how busy you think you are, rest should not be a must, something you put in your calendar, and it should not be a luxury. It's a fundamental component of your being, of who you are, of taking care of yourself. In the same way you eat, drink, sleep, rest is as important outside of your sleep. The second way to do that, I'd say, is to shift your perspective and I'm doing this work right now. This is why I'm also talking about it. This is why I've also um, added something to my schedule on Sunday evenings that is um, a restorative practice um, because I understand the need for it, not just for me, but to for my clients and my students as well. So shift your perspective and challenge that guilt associated with taking a break. Understand that your mind is trying to protect you when something is uncomfortable. So when something is uncomfortable, your body and your mind want you to stay away from it as much as possible. What is comfortable is to occupy every second of our time with something to do whether that is scrolling on Instagram or watching something or reading something. Um, In this situation, of course, reading would be better than scrolling social media. But I'm not here to judge because I do all of them and I haven't read a book in ages. But it's still being busy. So even reading is still doing something and how uncomfortable it is doing nothing. but. If we understand, if you repeat to yourself that rest, it's not lost time. It's an invested time. It's an investment in your well-being. It's an investment in your creativity, in your vitality. It's an investment in yourself. It gets easier. My third tip would be to consider rest as an act of self compassion and change how you frame that in your mind in terms of what is selfish and what is not. So, caring for your well being is not selfish, it's a responsible choice. And if you grant those moments, grant yourself those moments of tranquility, of peace, of doing nothing, That becomes an act of compassion, not only towards yourself, but also towards others, because you will be more available emotionally and physically to be there for them when they need you. My fourth and last tip would be to build it into your life. And we started this by saying that it was not about intentional rest. It was not about making rest a chore or having it into your calendar. But considering everything we do and the way we live at the moment, if that's the only way we can start introducing rest back into our lives, then we'll start with that by adding a meeting into your calendar that you will never cancel. And the idea is to build it as a habit. It's a habit that we can learn again. It's something that we can transform from a chore into a natural, something that comes natural to us. So if you look at what you can do right now, what can you add to your life? Is it a 10 minutes a day of no phone? Is it a mindful coffee drinking in the morning with no distractions? Is it um, sitting down on a chair and just staring at the clouds, if possible, to sit with that discomfort of doing nothing? If, If that's what you can start with, start with that. In time, hopefully it will become a habit and it will become more natural. Will you get rid of the guilt immediately? Probably not. But can you sit with that uncomfortable feeling? Can you feel the guilt and do it anyway? I always say feel the fear and do it anyway. And if anyone asks me how I started something, how I did something is um, not by overcoming my fear before starting, but by starting and then with time, overcoming the fear. When your mind sees, when your body sees how beneficial that is for you, it will become more natural and it will become something that is part of your life rather than a chore. I want to quickly also mention that there may be some hidden reasons behind why you are uncomfortable with rest, and this was my case as well, and And in that case, there is a deeper work that needs to be done rather than building a habit of a few moments a day or an hour a week. Um, And that is the work that I've been doing um, on myself with um, a therapist. So reaching out to someone when you feel exhausted, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel that there is just too much and not enough time, it may be a case that you never find those restful moments into your day, into your week for different reasons. So, so far, I've talked about the societal issues, the digital age, the fact that we're always connected to the internet. But there may be deeper um, reasons behind that. And that was my case. And Speaking to someone really, really makes a difference. Speaking to someone and getting to the bottom of why you're not allowing yourself to rest is very important. My experience was that in my family, um, my grandparents aside uh, from this conversation was That you were lazy if you were doing nothing, and hard work was always rewarded more than anything. And from a very young age, I already had a job at fourteen. I always worked very hard, and that you associate that hard work with uh, the love that you receive back, with that acceptance that you receive back from your parents, from your loved ones, from your family, from your society, and. And through this work I'm doing at the moment, I've also realized that the job I do right now is fulfilling. I love it. And it doesn't take me that much time. I work less hours a week than I ever have. And I think I feel very guilty about that. When you are so used to working 20 hours a day and to working very hard. Uh, I've worked in hospitality and if anyone um, can relate to that you can understand how difficult that job is with long hours and weekends and in and Christmases in work and very physically hard and then I went to a um, um, challenging job for in, in terms of stress and all of this was so hard that I feel that because my job comes a little bit easier now, I'm not saying it's easy, but I feel like I'm not doing enough. So I wouldn't have come to this conclusion if it weren't from for the work that I'm doing with my therapist. So I highly recommend that you reach out to someone if this is what you're going through, if um, you have gone to a burnt out place, to an exhaustion place and you feel that there's no way out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode helps you. I hope that it gets you to reflect anyway of where you are right now and what is going on for you personally. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five star review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you are getting this podcast, please reach out to me to let me know if this has been helpful so that I can do more uh, solo episodes like this. Thank you so much for listening.